When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, yeah. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan. Walk with those who support you. That is, uh, that's your mantra for the day, everybody. And we continue to be doing just fine down here in South Florida, but only for a couple more days as we get ready to make our way back to the Great White North for the summertime. I'm so excited about the program today, and our guest, Producer Clark, has really outdone himself today. We've got Mark Moser coming up, the uh, television voice of the Colorado Avalanche, the team that's up one game to none in the Stanley Cup final. We have from the Seattle Seahawks, Amanda Ruler, very much looking forward to their assistant coach. I'm not sure what term she's going by. Amanda Ruler of the Seattle Seahawks is going to be joining us live from the Emerald City. And we're going to go inside the NLL finals as they go to a deciding game three this Saturday in Buffalo. Stephen Stamp will join us from Lacrosse Link. And let's not dilly-dally any longer. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. And he was off yesterday. Moose, I'm, I don't want to, again, dilly-dally even right now. I know you got some stories from a pro basketball game you went to last night. I just would like to know how you're doing on this fine morning. It's been a couple of days since we had you on the air. It has been a couple of days. And you know, when we're off the air, not on together, it feels like an eternity. So yeah. good to be back in a great mood today. Okay, good. Me too. And I wanted to say, I wanted to say, Moose, that I discovered a new sports radio station here in the area of which I live, Boca Raton, Florida. I told you I'd been listening to Miami Sports yeah. Radio, but there's a guy on there. I don't even know his name, but I just, I'm, I'm kind of over listening. I'm over listening to him. And because when he comes on, let's just say his name's Darren DuPont. I can't remember his name. Please welcome two time championship broadcaster Darren DuPont on blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, come on, come on. Teams I've been with have won two championships. And while I have the rings, I am under no delusions whatsoever that I had anything to do with the success. Because I didn't. Nor will I take any blame when things are going wrong. Let's talk about the losing teams this guy was with. I'm a, I can't. I just have a problem <laughs> with that. So I, yeah. I googled radio stations, Boca Raton, and I found another one. And Dan Patrick was on there. Dan Patrick. He's still alive, Moose. 
He's one of your yes. favorite. Is he your favorite? Is he your favorite? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. Well, he's on 640 AM if you're ever in South Florida and you want to listen to him. But well, you here's what the right they were station. talking about. Yeah, I found it. Here's what they were talking about. Uh, NFL, Jim. NFL. <laughs> Uh, in the in the middle of June, it was their rankings of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. A reminder: they're not playing. But as I said, the NFL is currently not in season. But I said to the guys in our morning meeting, "We've become a hockey show, and we could talk year-round about hockey." I was talking to my sponsor last night, my twelve-step sponsor. Uh, actually, this morning, it was about ho- all this summer hockey and how great it's been. This is He's so old, he still calls on the Colorado Rockies hockey team. And I'm like, no, it's not the Rockies anymore. <laughs> but anyways, let's, let's not belabor it anymore. Can you hit the quick six show horn? Please, the record, Jordan. And I know, I know that you and Jordan were at the same pro basketball game last night, so I want to talk to uh, you about that. But first, Andre Burakovsky scored 123 into overtime, and the host, Colorado Avalanche, opened the Stanley Cup final with a 4-3 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning at Ball Arena. Gabriel Landeskog, Valerie Nachushkin, and Arturi Lekin also scored for the Avs, while Nick Paul, Andre Palat, and Miguel Sergachev scored for Tampa. Game two, we got to wait till Saturday night in Denver. And I got to think that the CFL is not overly happy. Riders and Elks, potentially their marquee gang, going to go right up against game two of the Stanley Cup final. But we're going to find out who comes out head-to-head on that. Hey, it was 3-1 Avs, as you know. I was doing the Recovery Hour uh, television program last night where we talk about recovery there. So I missed a good chunk of the game, but I'm like, oh, the abs are up. Maybe they'll roll on this one. And then no. No, Darren, you can't. If you have the lightning in the coffin, you need to, like, secure it with nails. Bing, 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 like all the way around the coffin because they're always going to pound the door open and come back. That's something about the lightning. They just don't quit. Did you? think they were going to come back in that game in the fashion that they did last night in game one. No. I mean, they were getting out shot-handedly. Um, yeah. You know, I was listening to Mike Johnson talk about the game and, and, and the folks in NHL Network, and they were talking about, um, you know, rest versus rust. And they're all like, we were all wrong. Colorado came out, shot out of a cannon to start that game fast. They outskated Tampa, got out to the lead. But you're right. We've seen it throughout the entire playoffs. Teams get up on the Lightning before, but championship teams don't panic. They don't worry. John Cooper never looks like he's panicking behind the bench. And then Kucherov just continues. That little move he made, and then to dish the pass over. I mean, unbelievable stuff, man. This is like a legend in the making. Dirty dangles, dude. I think, I can't remember what my guy Mike Johnson said on the NHL Network. I think he called it a filthy pass or something like that. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. By the way, I dropped my pen. Hang on. But every single team except for the Panthers has gotten up on Tampa in these Stanley Cup playoffs, and nobody's been able to close them out. Every team except Florida has gotten up on Tampa. And with these Panthers, oh, my God. I mean, the one thing, talking to Panthers fans, they don't, really lose sleep okay when their team loses a game or loses out in a series like i've talked to some of them and i love them they love me they tell me but they've got on with their lives they haven't watched any of the stanley cup playoffs since their team lost out and i'm like that's the difference frankly between i feel canadian and american hockey fans we're watching right to the end 
right? Whereas in America, it's if your team's out, hey, we, there's a lot of other things to do. Which reminds me, I do have to move on, but the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairie, Winnipeg, Regina, Calgary, Edmonton, and the United States as well, who was the biggest factor in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final? Gabriel Landeskog, Andre Burakovsky of the Avs, Vasilevsky of the Lightning, and that's in the wrong reasons. Vasilevsky did not have his best game last night. He just didn't. Or other. And uh, that was Clark's idea to throw Vazzy in there, and I thought it was a good idea. But the last I saw leading this poll was Gabriel Landeskog, the captain of the Colorado Avalanche. He got 24 hours to vote on it. I'm going to move along to point two. I mentioned how great summer hockey is. I just love it. The Hamilton Bulldogs beat the Windsor Spitfire 6-1 on Wednesday night to win the OHL championship in Game 1. A 6-1 game? Sorry, in Game 7. A 6-1 Game 7. Can you believe that? They secured a berth in the Memor, which will start Monday in St. John, New Brunswick. Besides Hamilton, joining them at the Memorial Cup are the Edmonton Oil Kings, the Shawinigan Cataract, and the host St. John Sea Dogs. I'll say again, Moose, when I was a child, I used to VCR tape hockey games to watch in the summertime. And this summer, I don't even have to do it because they're playing in the summer. How about that? Yeah, it's it's so great. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, our hockey coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Oh, they're so excited they're a Bronco. I, I watch their Instagram stories, and I see what they're posting, the staff there, which incidentally they are hiring for almost all positions as well. Big Avs fans of Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. And this portion of the warm-up brought to you by Cavendish Farms, proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada. To point three, Vladimir Guerrero hit his 16th homer, then singled home the winning run in the 10th that lifted the Toronto Blue Jays over the Baltimore Orioles 7-6 last night. The Blue Jays and Orioles wrap up their four-game series today. 310 first pitch at Rogers Center. Righty Kevin Gosman will be on the mound for Toronto. Righty Tyler Wells will go for Baltimore. Are you okay with this, Moose? If they do it in America, I think we can do it. They're not even going to talk about the Marlins until July, August. I'm kind of that feeling that way about the, the Blue Jays. How about you? I'm, uh, you know, I'm there too. Like, I, I check. I see that they win. I get the notifications. But it's going to take some time before I'm really into this, if that makes sense. Hey, for years, up until 2015, I didn't even check the scores until August. And for a 20-year window there, they were never in contention. Like, never. So I think the fact that we're catching to see whether they won or lost is a really big thing in our world in May and June. So moving on to what a lot of our viewers have actually tuned in for. And that is the CFL talk. I talked to some staff members of teams around the league today. They're all buzzing. They all love the show, Moose. So linebacker Simone Lawrence of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the East Division's top defensive performer last season, was among three players fined by the CFL on Wednesday for high hits in games last week. We all know Simone Lawrence was penalized for a high hit on Saskatchewan quarterback Cody Fajardo in the Riders' 30-13 home win over the Ticats on Saturday night. I don't think there's anybody on God's green earth that didn't think he was going to get fined. Maybe if Cody had been hurt, there might have been a suspension, but it's already Thursday, and I almost feel like there's no point spending a whole lot of time on this. 
because it's game night tonight. Week two opens. Um, it's interesting, by the way, that maybe you saw Dave Naylor. Maybe you didn't. He tweeted that Simone had been fined. And uh, Naylor, the TSN insider, and Simone replied and said, oh, news to me. How much is it? <laughs> Should they notify oh, the players no. before they send out the news release? What do you think? Yeah, probably. You know, probably should. Um, but that's funny. And Naylor had been tagging Simone in tweets earlier in the week saying it's like a guarantee he'll be fined. So, I mean, this news is nothing more than a formality, apparently. We knew all week he was going to get fined. But maybe Simone's having fun with it. Maybe he's not. I'm not sure. But uh, he'll pay the ticket. Well, having said all that, Simone stood before the media on Wednesday at Tim Horton's field and said that he's not apologizing for the way he plays. He's not going to change the way he plays. I think he views these fines as merely a speeding ticket. I would assume as a 10-year veteran, reigning East Division Player of the Year, that probably well-paid guy, uh, he's not interested in changing his style of play. I don't even really have an opinion on this anymore. A lot of the coaches will tell you they'd love to have a Simone Lawrence on their team. I came around on Matthew Kachuk, which I never thought I would, but we spent almost three months in Calgary this spring, and I'm like, yeah, I'd, I can see why they love this guy so much. Maybe it's the same thing with Simone Lawrence. You've coached football. Would you have him on your team? Yeah, for sure. He's one of the best players we've ever seen at that position in the Canadian Football League, ever. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to keep it within the lines, but... Um, if you can keep him right close to the line where he's very aggressive and not taking off quarterbacks' heads, that's what you want. But no, I wouldn't want him. I would, I would take him on my team for sure. Yeah. Um, like I say, if you're a quarterback and Simone Lawrence is on the field, sorry about your luck because he's going to try to take your head off and not apologize. I mean, as a quarterback, and I don't think you played that position, but are you... Thinking about Simone Lawrence on the field, you all, I would assume he's the kind of player that you always want to know where he is on the field. Always. You know, um, the NFL had Ray Lewis, and quarterbacks knew where he was. Yeah. And if you didn't know where he was, he let you know where he was with his mouth or with his actions, right? So I think Simone's the same way. You know, one of those guys who just stand, jump off the page defensively, and you, you need to pay attention to where he is on the field at all times. Uh, just checking in from Jack Fulton. Good morning from sunny, wet Southern Alberta. Uh, Ryan McCarthy, good day to the Rod Squad from Overcast, Saratoga, New York. Mandy in Edmonton says good morning from rainy Salt Spring Island. That's out on Vancouver Island, I believe. Jennifer from the Four Seasons. Hopefully the Avs have learned to not take their foot off the gas. Well, if you can survive a scary lesson like that, then good on him. Wayne makes a good point. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says it's a 182-game season in baseball. So, yeah, I agree with you. Not much talking baseball, not much use until September, October. That's maybe true. Like, there's, I'm going to say it again. You've heard me say it how many times. You wouldn't even know there's a Major League Baseball team here. They never talk about the Marlins at all. You know, and as we move to tonight's CFL game, you're probably going to see a lot of empty seats in Toronto. You, you just are. I mean, I like those Argos guys a lot. I don't know what it's going to take, and I hope they shock the hell out of me tonight and they sell the place out, but I'm not hearing that they're going to. So empty seats at BMO Field is not a problem indigenous to the CFL. 
They have it here in Miami with baseball. They have it in Arizona with hockey. You know what I mean? There's, it's, yeah. just, it's not a CFL thing. It's a city-by-city city thing. By the way, this portion of the show brought to you by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. I could rant, too, if you want. And taco time. They're not tater tots. They're Mexi fries. And I'll believe it, Moose, if we get them in the same room at the same time, because I'm still not sold that Mexi fries aren't anything different than tater tots. But I feel that Mexi fries are less greasy. I feel like that'll be one of the first things that we investigate when I get back to Canada this weekend. Um, I got golf coming up, too. Uh, That's point six. But point five, the Montreal Alouettes. Visit Toronto tonight. Facing the Argos is the week two in the CFL kicks off. Alouette's coming off a three-point loss at Calgary last week. The Argos were on a bye last week. Coming up, I've got the betting lines from Bet Regal. We are going to play deal or no deal. We'll tell you who our favorite and exclusive betting company thinks will win CFL games this week. When we come back, um, as I mentioned, the U.S. Open teeing off today. Barry Trotz, I see, turned down a $7 million per year contract with the Flyers, if, if that's to be believed. We can talk about all that, too. So uh, we're just getting warmed up in the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show on YouTube Live only today in 24-hour sports radio streaming now at Rod Peterson. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show, brought to you in part by Taco Time. Real food, real value, real flavor. A reminder coming up later this hour, Taco Time viewer takeovers. We're switching things up a little bit, putting a pause on the warm-up, and we'll get to the Canadian Football League betting lines for Week 2 coming up, as well as Day 1 of the U.S. Open. The Stanley Cup Open on Wednesday night. We're loving the summer hockey, and the Colorado Avalanche needed overtime to dispose of the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 at Ball Arena. Mark Moser is the television voice of the Avalanche on the Altitude Sports Network. He joins us here today to talk about the Avs being up one game today. Mark, appreciate the time, my man. Welcome to the program. Loving the lid. Let me ask you, how much were you sweating last night? Yes, sir. When that 3-1 lead evaporated and it went over extra time. A little bit because, Rod, I mean, I think when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, you have to respect the two-time champions. This team never quits. It, it and they just, they're not bothered by anything. So you know they're going to make a push. But what this Avalanche team has shown a tremendous propensity to do this postseason and even during the regular season, Rod, is they counterpunch very well. And you saw that in that third period, too. The thrust came from the abs. The outshot the Lightning 12-5. to And I think right now, like, I'm nervous, but I'm not sure the team is nervous because what they've done is just followed the formula and followed their own instincts and their own belief that they've had all season long, and they come on back and they find a way to get it done. And I think that's the biggest difference between perhaps past Avalanche teams and this team. They're not worried about things, and they're not worried about giving up leads because they know they're more than capable of finishing it off. And fortunately for them, they did an overtime last night in game number one. It looked unbelievable on television in terms of the atmosphere in the Loud House. I think it's not just a nickname. What was it like in the barn last night? Hard to even hear, to be honest with you. I was actually doing the NHL international broadcast with Kevin Weeks. I was filling in for EJ Raddick last night. And 
there were times when I had to turn the volume up on my on my little headset controller just to be able to hear the producer and and hear what was going on or hear Kevin because it was so loud in that building. And I know that there are a lot of fan bases around the league that have waited a long time for a Stanley Cup championship or even the opportunity to play for a Stanley Cup. And it's been 21 years here in Denver. So these fans are, are making the most of the opportunity. And it was incredibly loud. As you can imagine, standing room only, the entire building. You've got tens of thousands of fans outside the building as well, watching on big screens. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, it really was. If the Avs had scored the third goal in that first period of play, I think the roof would have come off the place. Tampa gets one back and then eventually ended up tying that game. But uh, you could just feel the energy amongst the crowd. It was really, really, really very exciting. I was waiting for a notification to come over my phone from whether it be TSN or ESPN or NHL, who the starting goalie was going to be for the Avs in game one. And I didn't get that notification, but I went right up until game day that Darcy Kemper did start. Do you think Jared knew way back last week who it would be, or was it this tough of a decision for him? Well, we had him on the show this morning, on my morning radio show here in Denver. We talked to the coach every single week, and he said, yeah, it was going to be Darcy. I think that if you have a number one, and he's your number one for a reason, you go with that number one goaltender. And Darcy Kemper is 100% healthy. At least that's what the coach says. And so I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to get the opportunity in game number one. And it's not like Jared Bednar and the team doesn't have confidence in Pavel Francouz because he's done it not once but twice this postseason coming in in relief of Darcy Kemper and played pretty well. I mean, he's got six wins this postseason, but Darcy is the guy. And when he's on top of his game, and we saw it from really January 1 all the way through toward the postseason, he's very, very good. So he doesn't have to be Andre Vasilevsky on the other side. He just has to be Darcy Kemper. And he made some timely saves last night, gave his team an opportunity to win. And that's all you can ask for, I think, if you're Jared Bednar. But I had no doubt in my mind. When I, when I looked at Darcy Kemper, and I saw that, that, you know, where he was in practice, how he looked, being pronounced physically fit, I knew he was going to get the start. I just, I, in my heart of hearts, even if Jared Bednar did not want to share it with the world. I got to uh, tell you that one of my uh, longtime friends is Wade Klippenstein, the head scout for the Avalanche, and I saw, saw him at some games in Canada this year. And while they are acknowledged as the most talented team in the NHL, that wasn't enough for Wade or I think the Avs. You need to prove it, and they have. How have they gone about getting 100% effort out of that crew? Because it's easier said than done. I'm talking about all year long. I think you're right. But it, it, to me, Rod, it's a lot of pain. You've got to go through a lot of pain, <laughs> I think, sometimes in order to appreciate where you are and then what it really takes to accomplish the ultimate. And they've heard the stories and they've heard the, the, the whispers and maybe even more than that around the last several years about the inability to win in round number two and advance on to a, uh, to a West final. And I think that the preceding years before last year, there were very much extenuating circumstances, big time injuries. They lost nine guys in the bubble. You're on your backup goalie or your third string goalie in some instances. Last year was the real killer. They had that series against the Vegas Golden Knights and had them down 2 nothing, and then lost four straight. And I think that for every guy in that room, it just aided them and aided them. And the, I think they collectively said, this is not going to happen anymore. There's a really good core leadership group with this team and you know, a lot of great guys on that squad. And then, Rod, you've got to credit Joe Sackick and the moves that he's made. Again, you know, you're adding pieces year after year, but then you get down to the trade deadline this year. Josh Manson comes in a little bit early. You add an Andrew Cogliano, who's obviously hurt right now, but a veteran who's been terrific. 
And of course, the, the deal for Arturi Lekkinen, who's been very, very key for this F squad this postseason and gives them a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of maneuvering, if you will, on where he plays or how the lines will look because he's so good with everybody. So Joe Sackett deserves a lot of credit for putting the right pieces in the right spot for the squad to give them the opportunity to get here. And then there's so much talent out there on the ice and so much determination and poise right now that this is the result of, of all of those things kind of coming together. Well, uh, I'm not sure if producer Clark told you, while I'm in South Florida, we spend the other half of the year in Alberta and Western Canada with this program. And Joe Sackick, talking about a guy that's a mythical figure in Western Canada, and on his way to that status is Kale McCarr. Tell us something about Kale McCarr. He is like the face of the Alberta Junior Hockey League now in the Brooks Bandits and Calgary, too. He's our Kale. What do you love yes. about this guy besides the obvious? You know, I, I love his attitude. Honestly, Rod, when, when he first came in, I mean, when he came out of college into that first game against the Flames, remember back in the postseason, he was a pro then. He behaved like a pro. He, he took everything incredibly seriously. You know, his, his mental makeup, his calmness, and his, his vision and his focus, to me, is, is just incredible for a young man who's only 23 years old. So I think he was mature beyond his years when he came into the NHL. And then watching his game grow, we know the skating, we know the, the puck handling, we know the shots, we know everything else. I didn't realize when he first came in, Rod, what a good hitter he is. When he wants to put his shoulder right in your chest and knock you flat on your back, he's able to do that. I, I guess I didn't know how good defensively he was. It was on display. This was years ago, but it's on display, his growth even, in the Pope check of McDavid in, in the Edmonton series where he picks up McDavid at full speed, but he's going backwards through the neutral zone. You know, turns around in his own end with the poke check. He's just an all-around superstar defenseman at this point. And it's weird because when we put up our graphics during the course of any game, and if we're talking about Kale McCarr and we want to specifically focus on some things that he's done, when you start looking at points per game, points per game in the postseason, uh, you know, plus, minus, and, and time on it, I mean, all these different, you know, analytics you can bring up. When you start to see the names of all time that are slotted by him, it's now the Bobby Ors, it's the hmm. Podvin, it's the Chelios, you know, it's the it's the Coffees, it's the Leeches, and you're like these are you know these are hockey immortality type guys on on the on the back end, and he, already he seems to be right there with him, so he's he's really that impressive. Well, I think wonderful answer, and another guy in that is. Uh... Paul Coffey, you see Kale's uh, name being mentioned. He's dropping some of his records, some of Coff's records, by the way. But I can tell, uh, Mark, you've been around. You remember the name Bernie Nichols, and he put a check mark beside uh, Tampa's defense in this series. He gave Tampa check marks in goaltending, defense, and coaching. And uh, I had a coach write me, and he said he didn't agree with that. And he said, coaching doesn't even matter when you get to the Stanley Cup final. And I wonder your take on that. He said, the players will decide this, not. X's and O's and even pep talks. Uh, how, would, how would you yeah. respond to that? You know, and that's, that's interesting. I think there are little things in the course of a game. I mean, Jared Bednar last night on the game-winning goal, because the Evs had had a power play, he threw out Nachushkin, Comfer, and Burakovsky together. And honestly, Rod, I can't remember ever, and I mean ever, seeing these guys even play one shift together in the National Hockey League. But Bednar threw them out there. you know. So maybe that's the hunch that can come through when it comes to coaching. As far as on the ice goes, I, I, I think it's right. The players are going to decide it. When it comes to Tampa's decor, 
Rod, they're absolutely huge. I mean, they're gigantic. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, how do you get through those big fellas back there? Not only are they all big, and Ryan McDonough is the smallest guy in what, 6'1 and 220, whatever he is, but they've all got the long reach and so on. Well, what they don't have, though, that what the Avs have is they've got the, the Avs defensemen, they activate and they help lead the charge. And that's why this offense is so potent. You can look at all the forward group and say, wow, your McKinnons and Landeskogs and Rantanens and and Nachushkins and Kadri when he's healthy, Burakovs. I mean, Lekkinen, all these different guys. I can go through all, all 12 skaters on the ice up front. But it's the defensive core that activates so effectively that makes them so dangerous. And McCarr leads the way in that, but it's also Taves. It's also the rookie, Bowen Byram, who is growing before our very eyes. It's Eric Johnson, heck, Josh Manson, with some big goals this postseason. So they have... Uh, on the defensive side for the Avs, it's much more active in that way, but it's way more consistent, and it's constantly attacking you from their own end. So in terms of, of the better blue line, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Lightning have a big, experienced, studly blue line led by a Norris Trophy winner, but the Avs right now have young legs that love to attack, and it, it's got to be difficult to try to slow that down. Mark, I could talk hockey with you all day, but I know you're a busy guy, so I'll only ask you one more. I think they say game three is always the swing game or the biggest game in a best of seven, but I feel like game two might be that in this series, right? A ball arena on Saturday, because I don't think you want to go to Tampa 1-1. Like, your thoughts on Saturday's game two and how, how much it looms and how big it is? I think it's really big, and I guess I would look back and say, well, the Avs are unbeaten or out on the road this postseason. You know, they haven't, they haven't hmm. lost a game on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, I mean, we were talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're talking about a team and, and led by, and this is where Bernie's correct. I mean, Vasilevsky's the best goalie on planet Earth. I think everybody, you know, either he's one or two, but I think the vast majority would say he's one. So if you think you're going to walk into Tampa and, and try to take out the two-time defending champions and, and you know, knock them out twice in their own building, no, you're just not going to do that. I mean, you have to be, realistic about who you're playing and they're awesome and they know how to win in every kind of situation and they've proven it you know three years in a row and they've gotten back to the final here in the third year so I think game number two is absolutely critical and look I mean you look at the last series the the lightning go down two games to none to the Rangers oh ho-hum win four straight I mean they had to scratch it out in game three but once it once they, they they won that game it's they shut everything down so I think if you're the Avalanche, you go for broke on the home ice tomorrow night. Utilize that crowd, utilize that energy, and do all you can to get up on the Lightning two games to none because uh, they don't get in a hole often, and when they do, they can easily dig themselves out. But put yourself in a very, very winnable situation if you can get it done tomorrow night. But again, Vasilevsky's ability to rebound and forget about games is unprecedented. So here we go. Hmm. It's going to be an awesome one at Ball Arena. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Mark, uh, longtime fan of your work here. I love your call. I'll let you get back to work, but thanks for the time today, and uh, go Avs, man. Hopefully they bring it home. Hey, look at you in South Florida. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I see you in your polo. You're hanging out. You got the palm trees behind you. That looks pretty awesome. In fact, give me a couple of weeks, and maybe I'll join you. How's that sound? I'll be here. You bet. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. You Mark Moser, the TV TV voice of the Colorado Avalanche from Altitude Sports Network. And, uh, and hey, no complaints here, but enjoying watching hockey every night on uh, ESPN. And 
Also, TNT, although I have to say last night, I was a little, I was a little worried. Flipped it over to ESPN, and there was no Stanley Cup. I thought they were streaming on ESPN+, Plus, and then I find out it's on ABC. All of America got it. I'll be interested to see the ratings on that one. Look, we may have Moose when we come back. We may not. Maybe we'll play Deal or No Deal with you, the viewers, as we turn our attention to Week 2 in the Canadian Football League. It kicks off tonight. I do want to talk a little golf. We will return to South Florida in a moment with the RP Show. It is episode number 780 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show. And, uh, yeah, we're a little out of order today, but it's okay because of the guests that we've had. Everybody loving Mark Moser, our last segment. Normally it would have been loose, right? And here, trying to get a hold of Amanda Ruler from the Seattle Seahawks, but she's dealing with Wi-Fi issues in Seattle with the Seahawks and their mini camp. So hopefully we can get to her. If not, uh, I'm cool with... Uh, viewer takeover now and sports update. I do want to talk about the CEBL, but DG in Saskatoon watching says, Morning, guys. I really enjoyed game one of the Stanley Cup final. I think Colorado will need to steal one in Tampa to ultimately win this series, but winning at home is key, too. And he says, Was cool to hear Alan Roach, the announcer of the last 15 Super Bowls, doing his regular duties as PA announcer for the Avalanche. His voice screams, big game, and it gave me chills. Enjoy the series, says DG in Saskatoon. I wondered where I knew that voice from. Every Super Bowl, Alan Roach, right. I've gotten to be good friends with Andrew Imber down here, the a voice of the Florida Panthers, and even he would agree. That's a big voice on Alan Roach. Oof, those guys are good. Brady. Also watching in Saskatoon, writes in, says, Hey, Rod, Avs are looking great. They've continued to show how dominant, fast, and aggressive they are in the offensive zone and their balanced play on the back end. Golden State Warriors are going to win it in six tonight, making my prediction true. Steph will win finals MVP. Looking forward to it. Indeed, it's 9 p.m. Eastern in Boston. And this is something I want to ask. Darren, are you the viewers? How come we're not hearing about travel at all? In the NBA Finals. They're literally going from Boston to San Francisco back and forth. Now, a lot of time in between games, for sure. But this travel's made so much of, particularly in football, not as much in hockey, but not at all in the NBA. Don't even hear about it unless I've missed something because I don't follow the coverage as closely. You tell me, Brady. And, you know, similarly to I say I enjoy the junior hockey brand of hockey better than the NHL. That's not to say I don't love the NHL. Clearly I do, but I enjoy going to a junior hockey game because I enjoy the mistakes, the lack of perfection. I like the Canadian Elite Basketball League better than the NBA by a lot. So there were a lot of games last night in the CEBL. The Scarborough Shooting Stars rode a hot shooting game to a 99-83 road win over the Saskatchewan Rattlers at SAS Tell Center. 
The moose was there. Were you, Brady? Uh, I heard it was a big crowd. The shooting stars have won four of their last five. Rattlers have lost three of their last four. Now, what's the Raptors' name? Not the biggest rap guy. Clark, what's the the rat? J. Cole, thank you. J. Cole, so he's not with the shooting stars anymore. And I wonder, did people, was the reason for that big crowd at Sastel Center because they thought J. Cole was going to be there? Because Moose tells me he's pulled the pin already. He went on tour. Um, and there's some people claiming skullduggery, that this was a gimmick. I'd say it worked. I don't have any, I don't have any issues with that. It's got to go on tour. You got to work. Okay. So um, I feel like we're going to push deal or no deal with the CFL into hour two, which I know you're going to hang around for anyways. We're just kind of running out of time. The Fraser Valley Bandits picked up a narrow 84-81 victory on the road against their rivals out of Edmonton last night at the Expo Center in Edmonton. It's Fraser Valley's first win over the Stingers since July of 2020 and just their second all-time. And the Niagara River Lions withstood a Montreal Alliance comeback and made a late run to win 76-64 on the road. The River Lions now 5-3. The expansion Montreal Alliance 3-4. It was Niagara's second straight win over Montreal, having beaten them at home earlier this season. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, opened Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. And, ah, man, we can get into that CFL thing. I'm going to I'm gonna give you the betting lines right now, and I'll give you my bets for Bet Regal, and then we'll get Moose's next hour. He's a little bit better at wagering than me. I think he does it more than me. But if you go to betregal.net right now or betregal.ca, either or, uh, bet. .net is the free play, but at .ca, you can sign up, get an account, use the hashtag or the, the promo code LEGENDS or RP22, and you'll get free dollars deposited in your account by Bet Regal. So do that today, and why not make week two in the CFL your first foray into sports wagering? But here's the betting lines from Bet Regal for the Canadian Football League week two. Beginning with tonight, Montreal at Toronto. I'm going to take the Argos to win. They've been sitting. This is their season opener. Home opener, season opener. Argos favored by 3.5. I'll take that bet. Friday night, it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Ottawa Red Blacks, and it's Bombers favored by 2.5, and I'm not taking it. I think Ottawa's going to win the game at home. Everybody's raging about how good they played at Winnipeg last Friday night despite a loss. What do you got, Clark? Now, if, you, if you're confident, we'll go with her now. If you're confident that the... Okay, pause that. We'll come back for the rest of the betting lines next segment because we got Amanda now. I assume she's busy from the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Program for the Seattle Seahawks. She's outside. Amanda, you little trickster. Congratulations on the Seahawks appointment. Man, I don't know where to go with it. How's it going? Oh, it's so amazing. As soon as I stepped inside the building, Coach Carroll welcomed me in. Uh, we actually did a basketball one of my running backs, Travis Homer. So I was instantly welcomed in, feeling the love. The culture here is so great. Everyone wants you to be yourself. And as if, if you know me, and I know you guys do, 
I'm all about just being myself, being loud and proud about what I do and my I'm loving it. Oh, good. Well, oh man, if anybody deserves it, it's you, Amanda. And I won't keep you long because like I said, I know you're busy. I've heard that about the Seahawks vibe. You got to say hey to my guy, KJ down there, who you know. Hey, there you go. Oh, Seattle's so beautiful, the Emerald City. But listen, above Uh, all else, uh, above all else, tell the folks how you landed this. I will for sure. So for me, like I've applied for tons of NFL opportunities in the past um, and I just wasn't getting through. So I took it upon myself to actually go to the NFL combine this year. I got a media pass because I was working with Sports Illustrated. I, I reached out to them. I said, can I come on behalf of you? And I used that to meet people and coaches and, and GMs and get in front of them. And that's networking. It's not all about um, who you know. It's who knows you. There, I got approached by the Seahawks. They took my uh, resume. I got through some interviews with them and got the call to come down to the facility and made it happen and got the Bill Walsh Diversity in Coaching Fellowship. Uh, again, I can't wait to see you again and uh, tell me more all about it. But what is filling your days right now? What do they got you doing here? And uh, I assume it's in mini camp. Yeah, uh, actually, we just finished our OTAs and our mini camp. So we had a little passing camp this week just to finish everything up. The athletes are taking off for a bit. Then we're getting into training camp come mid-July. So I'm really excited for that. So my days are filled with I'm the assistant running backs coach working with Chad Morton, who is the running backs coach here. So I get to do everything from plan indie sessions, which is just the individual sessions with the running back. I get to run that session. I'm even hanging out in the weight room here, learning what they do for their weight room activities so I can learn even more. I'm doing tagging on DV sports. So cutting down film, doing all the behind the scenes work that a lot of people do. I was working with your friend KJ there. He's showing me the ropes, how to draw more pictures on Vizio be very helpful so I can be successful in this industry. And that's definitely what I'm about. And I got to do some interviews. Some I got to do my first presser here for at the NFL press conference. I felt so good. It was, it was great to be on this. Some recognition. I put in the hard work and it, it's all about putting in the hard work, but having a little fun along the way. That's what it's all about. And I saw the photo of you at the podium. I'm so proud of you. If anybody deserves it, it's you. NFL now, CFL, you sports. And, of course, with the weightlifting, you can teach those guys a thing or two now. Listen, I'm going to let you go. Tell KJ I said what's up, and uh, we'll see you when you get home. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you then. Thanks, guys. The great Seahawks assistant running backs coach, Amanda Ruler. How about that? What a story. We will be back with viewer takeover and then Moose in hour two and we'll finish up on these CFL betting lines. We'll return in a moment. You're watching the RP show only on YouTube live today. And of course, 24 hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. Oh, man, winding up our time in South Florida, but we will be back, heading back to Canada this weekend, and Monday we'll be broadcasting live from the Rotary, the Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic Golf Classic in 
Bears Paw in Calgary. It's going to be fantastic. Join us for that. We'll be back on Game Plus Television Live. And then at Great Eagle Resort and Casino the rest of the week. Uh, by the way, our viewers really love the interview with Amanda Ruler. And what a story there. I mean, obviously, it's going great for us. It's going great for her. Interesting parallel roads in a way. And it's just so refreshing to see hard work pay off and for good people. Uh, my cousin, Christine, watching in Medicine Hat. She says, I'll be cheering for the Seahawks. That's the thing. You cheer for the personalities uh, in a way, or at least I do. Brady in Saskatoon writes in and says, yo, there's my assistant running backs coach. I hope the Hawks see what you bring and keep you on staff. Hopefully you can be a part of leading the Seahawks to the Super Bowl. Go Hawks. And regarding, I got to get into this next hour more with Moose. This is going to be fun. It always is. But. Brady says, I was there last night for the Rattlers game. I believe everyone there wanted to see J. Cole. And he says, I believe every NBA Finals game being within two days makes travel less hard on the players. Probably you're right. I'm just saying so much is made of travel and nothing's been made of travel in the NBA Finals. I haven't heard much in the Stanley Cup either, really. Oh, Jeff, the Stams fan. As they say, imitation is the highest form of flattery. The Toronto Stampeders open their season tonight. Oh, they're all upset that the Argos are built on former Stampeders. It happens. Tim Manto says, what are the CFL power rankings this week? We did address it the other day. I don't agree with hardly any of them. So I'm not really going to get into it. Here, although we can next hour if you want. Clark, if you wouldn't mind opening up the 902 text line, if there's a text in there from Kristen in Winnipeg. She's been watching on Game Plus TV. Just a few texts down. If you want to save that, we could throw it up next hour. Marty York. Man, what do we say about Marty York? Famed football reporter with a Globe and Mail, TSN, Sportsnet. Marty York writing on Twitter. And by the way, we're coming up with the last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play in hour one. Marty York. You can follow him on Twitter, at Marty York. He says, I'm looking forward to the Argos opener. This organization deserves so much more publicity and hype than it's getting. It's ridiculous how underappreciated the Argos are in Toronto. They're the most entertaining pro team in town, and they play in the most entertaining league in existence. Hashtag CFL. That from Marty. Uh, I don't know. How are we on the complaining about lack of profile for the Argos in Toronto? I was over it two years ago. Are we going to continue to go down that? Or just watch the game tonight? I feel like the complaining about the lack of publicity doesn't make people want to go to the games, but I don't know. We're going to get into it all with Moose and this publicity stunt by the CEBL after this break. Stick around, everybody. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.